we can get so stuck in the planning stage that it can become counterproductive. I think my experience has been, it wasn't no plan at all. It was just a plan that in retrospect, knowing everything I knew, you know, multiple years later, I would have planned it differently. I did not know how to better plan than what I did. Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness, to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Super pumped to have Justin Singer with me today. Justin is a real estate investment and operations guy, and he also owns Mechanics, a gym, kind of a high-end boutique in the Houston area. Before we go on, I want to make sure that you do a few things. First, if you're a listener of this podcast, go jump over on our Facebook group join that group. You're going to get a lot of updates and things. We got a ton of stuff going on. If you're listening to this now, you may or may not be able to still buy tickets for the big event in Montana. So if it's past, I'm sorry, you missed out and it was going, it, it is incredible. It was incredible. I'm talking in future tense here. It's kind of weird, but you need to be paying attention to stuff we got going on. I think actually Justin might play a part of something future that I've been kind of playing around with in my brain since talking to him. Welcome to the show, Justin. How are you doing, man? Doing amazing. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me on. This is a real pleasure and an honor. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun talking to guys like you. We, we chatted, a, I don't know, a month or two ago, and um, it was pretty quick to, to realize that we're going to have a good time talking. And I, as I was uh, getting started with you, you're like, hey, I had a great workout this morning. So I know I'm talking to the right people when they start their day right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe I said that wrong. I said high-end boutique. Is it just a boutique gym or let's talk about your gym. Cause I'm really curious cause I've seen photos. I've kind of looked into it wow. and um, wow, really cool. So tell us a little bit about that. This isn't a sales. It's just like an interest thing. I'm like super interested. Uh, well, it's very kind of you to say such nice things. So mechanics gym, Houston, Texas, uh, we do strength, conditioning, recovery, breath work, and really like, a hub for people that envisage themselves at like age 70, age 80, age 90, still crushing life. And they're envisaging like going and hiking the mountain or doing the Ninja Warrior course or going on that adventure they always wanted to. And they just don't ever see that stopping until, you know, the very end of, you know, their time here. And it's a whole different kind of mindset around fitness from just like grind it out or, you know, let's just go into like a disco lodge with lots of lights and sounds, but we're not really going to start going to train for the long term. Uh, I'm 42 and in my head, as much as I can possibly manifest this, I see myself being 100 and right up till the very end of being 100, you know, and my time on this on this earth, like I plan to be crushing adventures. And so mechanics gym is really geared for men and women that sort of have a similar mindset of like, they're just going to maximize their health so that they can maximize their life. That's incredible. And I have to apologize. My internet stopped for a minute and it froze you, but uh -huh. um, you came in when you're talking about like a 70, 80 in the lifestyle. And I was like, Oh yes, this is incredible. So uh, you do, you do uh, like, what exactly do you do in there? Because I think we might've missed that part. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, strength, conditioning, recovery, and breath work. Uh, calisthenics, so body weight strength training is the foundation of our strength program. And then we augment that with um, some selective weight training. Recovery, uh, we do in a lot of different ways, everything from stretching to myofascial release. But something that's just been huge for us, a game changer for me personally and for our community 
has been the ice baths and the sauna. So we call it fire and ice. Mm -hmm. Fire is the sauna. We crank it up to like 250 sometimes. Ooh. And then the, the ice is the cold plunge. And uh, it gets down into the high 20s. Um, so it, it feels amazing on the body. Um, and then breath work and conditioning. Yep. I'm such a fan of all of this. I do almost all of it. I don't do the ice and that's more of a logistics thing for me and maybe an excuse thing. Cause I'm, I do, sh you know, showers, but it's, it's never that, that next level. So I want to, I want to talk about this. I want to dig into this a little bit because there's guys that are like, I'm so over this, uh, heat and cold stuff yep. and there's a ton of science behind it. And yeah, it's gone. It's gotten a lot of a, a lot of leverage or a lot of media attention. A lot of people are doing it. Well, why do, are a lot of people doing it? There might be something there. So what are some of the benefits that you have seen yourself doing this as well as all of the members of your gyms? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So I would, first of all, I would just to kind of address your point of, or, or kind of speak to the point of like people that are over it. Um, I tend to, I, I actually tend to kind of talk to two groups of people. One group of people is someone who's like, I'm never going to touch this with a 10 foot pole. So they're just in the no camp. Um, and, and interestingly enough, when one of their friends finally like drags them into it, like nine out of 10 of the no's will convert over to a yes if they try it. But then the other group is like the, yeah, this is like really cool. Um, and the only thing that sort of pulls them back from doing it might be the logistics of working it into their schedule, kind of like what you shared. So the number one benefit to me is that I mean, I really don't know. It's a very short list of things that naturally are going to make me or you feel absolutely amazing mentally and physically. And it's for one hour, it's one hour time commitment yeah, um, or less. I mean, you literally could do it in a few minutes if you wanted to compress it down. When we run fire and ice, we do it as a cycle between the ice and the heat. And we do it several times. It usually takes about an hour, but it's an hour of just relaxation, feeling really good. Um, you know, you're putting that heat and cold stress on your body. So people are thinking, oh, it's going to be stressful. But in reality, um, you kind of become accustomed to it. And that stress becomes something that actually leads to like relaxation. That is the number one benefit um, that got me into it. And I think keeps people coming back. Now, the way the way that actually like ties into or pulls into like most people's everyday life is they're training jujitsu every day. They're working out every day. Um, they're pushing themselves really hard at work or in something that they're doing personally. Um, they need something that will allow their body to reset so they can uh, keep pushing after it effectively. This becomes a tool. It becomes a tool that gets them there. Um, it's, that's what, exactly what drew me into it. So I, the first time I ever did it, I did it with Laird Hamilton out in Malibu. And we trained, it was, it was a group, it was part of an experience. And we did it as a group. We trained really hard the whole day. And for the first time I did fire and ice. And the next day I woke up and I was like, wow, under normal circumstances, I would wake up and just feel like I'm not really ready to go after it again. And I actually woke up after the best night's sleep. Another benefit to it mm. is you sleep like a baby. Um, I woke up after a great night's sleep and I was like, I'm ready to go again. Like I'm reset. The clock got reset back to day one. So yeah, I just don't know too many things that naturally will do that for you. Um, and there's a ton of other things around longevity and health benefit and boosting immunity. And um, there's some caloric burn to it. So it's oh, yeah. nice for metabolism. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, anyone that has any questions, feel free to reach out and I can send you like as much information as you want to get inundated with. But, you know, those are some of the highlights.
That's yeah, I, I'm a firm believer and I've done, I did an experience in Costa Rica. They actually had a spa that was like fire and ice, but you went through a series. You started super hot and then it would phase you. And then you walked through this salt water, like this whole like maze of pools and you ended up getting warmer and warmer and warmer again. Mm -hmm. and, it, and then you did an ice plunge. <laughs> it was like this yep. weird experience, but I mean, inflammation alone, we're talking about like, like such a horrible cause of so many things that people are dealing with uh, internal inflammation, you know, muscle inflammation. Well, I don't know a lot about it, but, uh, I would think that that's just a massive benefit of both of those is, is just attacking the inflammation. And I know it boosts metabolism because mm -hmm. and burns, because I would do, I do those cold showers. Yep. And the problem I have with them is I come out and my body start, I get red hot. Like mm -hmm. I get red. Uh, and I start sweating. I'm like, just, I just jumped out of as cold of water as you can get in Texas, which is right now is not cold, but yeah. um, there's something going on there because I'm sweating after being really, really cold. So yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, the body doing the temperature regulation has definitely got a metabolic boost to it. And you know, it's a nice, it's a nice perk. Yeah. And yeah. I actually, I'd be remiss if I didn't comment on like one other thing that doesn't get a lot of airtime, but for me is huge. So when we do, when we run a lot of our fire and ice and mechanics, we typically will run a group of people. So maximum of 10 could be a handful, could be five, six, but maximum of 10. So if you think about an hour, you got an hour of about 10 people being together. You're in the ice bath for one minute, two minute, probably maximum three minutes. And then you're going to get out and you're going to warm up in the sauna. It's probably going to be about 15 minutes in the sauna. So roughly out of that hour, 45 minutes of it is sitting in the sauna. So what are you doing? You're sitting in a sauna. Your phone's not there. It's too hot to work. You got no TV. You got no one calling you. You got no one bugging you. You're just hanging out with nine other people that are crazy enough to be in the ice and the heat, which tends to be our kind of people. So you got a lot to talk with them about, whether it's biohacking, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's just shooting the breeze on whatever. And I think that it's hard to find moments like that where you can just shut everything out and just engage and like that interpersonal dynamic and like really connect with people. And, and I think that's gotta be part of what also adds to the relaxation of it. I mean, I think the, the cold and the heat alone generates a very relaxing feeling if you just go solo. But I think that community element of it is huge. Um, and I think it's a big part of why it's been very popular for us. Um, and it's also a big reason why I'd encourage people to try it because we just don't get a chance to plug into that that much, right? Yeah, I know it's a big, uh, for you on your business. And it's a big financial investment to get those set up right. And the, the right yep. type of equipment. And as you were talking about that, I'm like, how easy is it to do a cold plunge with other people? It's actually pretty simple. There's a, you yep. have that, you have that group that's, that's in it with you. They're going to do the exact same thing. You're doing it. You can't talk yourself out of it because you're already in this position. So I would imagine it's ridiculously powerful. And then just that time, that time without your phone, without working, you are just with like-minded people. And that's really such a big goal of mine and in, in everything that we do. It's why we're doing an event. Like you can go rock by yourself and you can go uh, shoot and get a trainer, do that by yourself. And you can go and do Brazilian jiu-jitsu maybe with a trainer or with a small group. And then you can go have campfires and great meals but when you do it with other like-minded people, it, the, the value of that, in my opinion, is a million X. It's yep. not 10 X. It's a million X. Like the, the, 
the things that happen emotionally, psychologically, um, socially, the benefits of doing those things with other people are so high. Um, so why aren't there more of these gyms? Do you think it is logistically? I mean, I can't imagine it was cheap to set up. I've seen your setup through like social media and, and your yep. website. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> That's very alluring. It's very awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you just want to do it for yourself, you can you can run to your local gas station and grab some bags of ice and you can yeah. fill your bathtub up or you can get a um, Rubbermaid 100-gallon trough off of Amazon, costs 150 bucks or something around there. And you can do it for yourself or with a small group. And then there's, you know, there's levels you can scale up. You know, there's guys out there that are selling self-contained chilling units. And then, you know, you get into commercial setup like what we're doing. And now we've got high volume of people coming through and we need commercial grade facilities to do all that. So, you know, I, I, I don't know why more people haven't done it. Um, I know that part of what we're working on is giving as many people as possible access to it whenever they want at a really good value price that makes it, you know, a no brainer for them to want to come and be part of our community and take advantage of it if they want to, right? Like we're going to tell them the benefits and then, you know, if they, if they're intrigued, come on in. We can't That's wait awesome. to have you. That's awesome. Something else that you really, uh, you really caught my ear on is kind of, you know, the, you talk about Laird Hamilton and you went and did an experience with him. And mm -hmm. then you came back, I think, and implemented some of this place, this, these practices outside of the fire and ice, yep. um, some pool workout things. Um, and I've been trying to like with my, with the, the co-host or the, the other guy with brotherhood, Josh, I'm like trying to explain to him, he knows about it. So he, he did it, but I was doing a horrible job. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, like when they carry stones underwater and it's, yeah, it's hard for me to explain to people. So I kind of want to hear it from you because you, you've put some, some investment into creating opportunities to do these things as well. This episode of the brotherhood of fatherhood podcast is brought to you by direct hemp, direct hemp are the CBD experts who stand behind all of their products, their providers, and all of the great science behind new innovations in the space. So I've been using some of their products, uh, specifically Charlotte's Web Sleep Gummies. This is a hemp extract infused gummy with melatonin. And I'll tell you what, my wife and I have both experienced amazing results from using these sleep gummies. We're sleeping better, we're waking up more refreshed, we're falling asleep faster, we're getting more REM sleep. I really pay attention to my sleep analytics. I have several apps and devices that actually record how well my sleep is, and these things make a massive difference. And why do I care? Because sleep improves, good sleep improves judgment, recovery, it reduces stress, it reduces inflammation, it improves memory and aids in weight loss, among other things. And these are all scientifically backed facts. So you need to be getting better sleep. And the best place to get your sleep products is through Direct Hemp. So check out the show notes. There will be a link to get 15% off. Use the coupon code BROTHERHOOD and you'll be on your way to better sleep with great tasting, very effective gummies, as well as hundreds of other brands and companies or uh, products that you will enjoy more about that because it really intrigues me yeah i mean upwards of a half a million so some money's been put behind it it might be it might be like valuable for me to share a little bit of context and then i can yes, i please. can uh 
kind of kind of get to what you're what you're talking about. But um, when when I started Mechanics Gym, the whole reason that I started it was calisthenics re-engaged me with working out and made me stronger and more mobile than I'd ever been. Plus I got to do cool tricks like handstands and muscle ups and things like that. But it really engaged me and got me excited. So literally I started a gym and it was just, if that, if it had existed, I would have just signed up as a client. So we were just doing calisthenics work. Well, by, um, by coincidence around the same time, I went out to Malibu and trained at uh, one of Laird Hamilton's XP key experiences in the very early stages there. And then enjoyed it so much that I ended up going to three more experiences and became one of their first coaches and then became one of only seven master coaches and um, started pulling in a lot of different things that Laird was incorporating in XPT and started offering it through Mechanics Gym. And so that's where we grew from just doing strength training to conditioning and breath work and pool training and recovery and so forth. And so the, the pool training is, it's really just, taking advantage of the water um, to do a lot of different kinds of training from conditioning to breath work, to mental, to stability, to ballistics, uh, you know, Laird, you know, I think his impetus was the Hawaiians have been doing underwater training for, I don't know how many centuries to build breath capacity and build comfort underwater. And, you know, they were carrying stones like you were mentioning. And so, um, Laird's an inventor, very, very sharp guy, in addition to an amazing athlete. And so he's tuning it up a little bit. He's got all these funny names for his movements, like, you know, Reese's and, you know, gorillas and yada, yada, yada. But it's, it, you know, he's trying to condition himself for his sport. And then, you know, he's, a, he's an infectious personality. So then he's got other people who are in his sport and not in his sport and then pro athletes and football and basketball and hockey and whatever. And they're all trying the pool training out and seeing they're like, Hey, this thing is a really cool mechanism for getting to the results that I want. And when I got to experience it, I was like, man, this is amazing. Um, because it's fun. It is a whole new ball game in terms of like mental training. It's a whole new ball game in terms of conditioning. Um, it opens up a lot of possibilities if you're working around, limitations, injuries, um, whatever it might be. Um, and honestly, when I went out there, the other thing that got me was that I was training with guys. So I went out there when I was 35 and 42 now, when I thought I was 35 and I was training with guys that were 20 years or 30 years older than me and they crushed me. Mm. And I, and I didn't just go out there and just sort of like show up. I, I, I was like reasonably fit beforehand. I spent a few months trying to get myself ready. So I was above my average level of fitness and I still got crushed, not by pro athletes, but just kind of average, not average. I mean, they're, they're exceptional humans. These are just, you know, fitness enthusiasts that are crushing other areas of life. And so I was like, huh, if these guys are using this as a core element of their training and it's working and they they got 20 years on me and they're making me look like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. This is something I want to get better at. Um, and so that's when, that's when I started bringing pool training to Houston and offering it through Mechanics Gym. And then there's a whole journey around that that leads to the investment you're talking about of actually custom building a specific pool for pool training. And I mean, we can talk more about that if you want, but that's been a whole journey as well um, over the last couple of years. My, my entire goal 
is to um, actually experience it with you. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I literally am thinking, okay, we have we have a big circle of men. Who wants to do this? Let's load up. Let's all meet in Houston and let's do it. Because for me, I'm like, um, it just, I don't know. There's just a draw. Like it, it's a mm-hmm. little bit outside of. It's definitely outside my comfort zone. I really like the the part where you talk about you know some injuries. Because when you're in water, there's completely different. There, it, it just is different. Like I have a touring yep. quad, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. water would probably be a great place for me to be spending time right now because it's yep. not, it's not healing itself. And I think it's nine or 10 months old. Um, and so like, it just, it just hits so many really exciting places. Do you do that often? Do you do pool training often other than fire and ice? Are you, are you a proponent in yourself and like, is this a multi-time a week thing? Yeah. So we, the gym offers it, uh, multiple classes a week. Um, and we make it available to the entire community. And so I'm, I'm participating in some of those and we have other coaches who are leading some of those workouts. So that's, that's happening every week. And then I'd say a minimum of two days a week, I have, uh, standing workouts, with friends of mine and they come over and we work out together. And then, you know, typically we'll uh, have some breakfast afterwards and just shoot the breeze. Um, actually I was, I was kind of, it's a message that I'm passionate about because this is not pool specific, but you know, if you and I are maintaining our close friendship and we want to regularly get together with each other, there's tons of options available to us, right? There's a million different things we could do. You know, a lot of people default to like, let's go out for a nice meal or let's go grab a drink or a glass of wine or whatever, or to say, Hey, how about we just, you know, work out every, you know, Thursday morning, we'll just work out in the pool and have some breakfast. And now we're catching up. We're plugged in each other's lives. And also, by the way, we got like a great workout and we feel amazing. So I had one of those this morning with a buddy of mine, that I train with every single week and we enjoy pushing each other and then we enjoy shooting the breeze and we're working on some similar things professionally. So we're kind of idea exchanging and it's, um, you know, I finish every one of those feeling amazing because of the camaraderie and the brotherhood, but also because, you know, the pool is unique in the sense for me, it's unique in the sense that I can push really hard. And when I finished, instead of feeling like I'm just like, a mess, right? A soup of like human sweat and whatever laying on the mat. I get out of the pool and I actually feel, I feel tired, but I feel like that beautiful refreshed feeling that you feel from like hanging out at the ocean all day and you get up out of the, you know, and you're like, you got the sun and the water and whatever. And you finish, you're like, oh, this feels amazing. That's how a pool workout feels afterwards. It's sort of a unique thing. And I think it's part of, I think a big piece of it is that the water gives this temperature regulation element to it. And so you're not, you're pushing hard, but you're not overheating or feeling like you're just totally crushed. Especially in Texas. <laughs> especially, especially in Texas, which has been triple digits for like, I think we're chasing a record right now this yeah, summer. Right. We're not even halfway through. So yeah, especially in Texas, uh, it's nice. Although I'm gonna just I'm gonna just throw out there that um, this this pool project that you alluded to, I completed it in December, which is the coldest you know cold, almost the coldest month in Houston. And, um, I just, I made sure I swam in the pool every single day. So it works out pretty well, even in 50 degree water. Um, you know, it's a little different feeling from 90 degree water, but, uh, but it still works out and it still feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it actually does get cold in Texas too. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I, I just there's so many things that draw me to that type of workout. And you, you mentioned something I think a lot of people are missing. You know, I've owned a CrossFit gym, so for me, the workouts were great. They were a little hard on me as I get older and older, right? Like you, you mentioned muscle ups and push. I'm like handstands. Those are the things I love doing. Like I, I yep. like if I just go work out and do muscle ups and push ups and you know that I'm like yeah I'm I'm in right I love I love weights too, but um, the magic of CrossFit for me wasn't the workout, it was the community and the people working together towards a common goal. We all had a common goal. We and then there was that camaraderie, and I think a lot of people are missing that in their lives, and. What I really like about your model is the fact that you're you're working out with other people. However, you're also doing the recovery and mm -hmm. challenging yourself and stepping into areas that are a little uncomfortable, but are ultimately yep. really good for your body. It's just a really cool, um, a, a really cool concept. Is is there other gyms around the world doing the same thing? I mean, do you have a, a like a, a circle of other people doing similar setups? You, you, are you referring to like the the recovery and the fire and ice or all yeah i mean you're you're your gym's so unique so it, it the whole package is there other gyms out there kind of engaging in the whole package like you have um there are uh there there are definitely uh other friends of mine running gyms that are um they're, i think they're primarily based on crossfit or a a workout like crossfit um, and they've incorporated recovery and they've incorporated other modalities that they believe in, um, you know, where I think our focus on body weight training combined with recovery is a little bit different than most people I've talked to, but you know, that, that ends up being a, a detail. I mean, you know, one, one guy is going to love training with kettlebells. Another guy is going to love training with calisthenics. You know, if you're training in a smart way, you know, each to their own and that's great. Um, so uh, yeah, there's, you know, we're, we are not the only people that are thinking about a holistic approach and building a community of people that really have the right attitude towards, um, you know, fitness and health. And I'd love to see more gyms take it on because, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to drive the right results for, for people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's just, like I said, it's just, a little intriguing. It's very intriguing for me. Sometimes I have these things where I'm like, Ooh, I should open up another gym. <laughs> and this is one of those like, well, this yep. is a really good idea. I'm in a very dense area and I don't know of anybody. I know of people doing kind of the fire and ice thing in, in CrossFit. And, you know, that's, that's my circle, my world. I understand the, the CrossFit, but not in, in another modality of working out as well. So um, let's, let's shift gears a little bit because I think, uh, well, I know a struggle for a lot of men is like, um, gaining financial independence. I didn't tell you we we're going to talk about this, but you, you know, you, so here, here we go. Uh, you, you can't talk about investing half a million dollars into these things and opening gyms and, and the money you've put into those without understanding some of the principles behind what it takes to be successful. And, you know, I don't know your net worth. I don't want to know your net worth, but I can, it, I would, I would put you in the category of success, <laughs> successful, so let's talk a little bit about that. Like you said, you did real estate investment and operations. Was that really where you got your start in, in business? And you talked about entrepreneurship too. So 
I don't want to go down that road, if you will. Sure. Um, appreciate your kind words. Um, so my, um, I guess my professional start was uh, in software development. So okay. I'm, I, I live in Houston, Texas right now. And I came to Houston, Texas to go to Rice University and get a degree in computer science. And when you get that degree in computer science, the, the easy button, like the default is you just go write software for, you know, somebody. And that's what I did. And I did that for a couple of years and um, didn't like sitting in a cubicle and um, just decided to start a business with the only thing that I could think to start a business with, which was just basically taking that skill and saying, hey, I'll sell you a slice of my time for this price and start doing consulting work. And, um, you know, it was, I, I still laugh when I think about how stupid it was. I mean, my priority when I was opening my business was like, well, how am I going to print my business cards? I was like, well, if I want to get business, I got to be able to hand a business card to someone. So I, I don't know what that business card will look like. So let me spend some time on that. Like that was literally my mindset. And that was how stupid or uneducated I was about what was important. Right. Um, but from that, beginning, I think one thing that I, I did that was not stupid was I just kind of went after it. You know, I, I, I did have a skill that was valuable. I was willing to kind of go out there and um, talk to people that could benefit from it and good things happened. And um, so I grew that business and I fast forward 10 years. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. So I'm kind of giving you like a, like a business bio. Um, But um, I grew that business and ultimately made a decision for a number of reasons. And a big one was quality of life. I made a decision to sell the consulting business. And I, um, I, I sold it without a clear understanding of what I would do next. All I knew was what I did not want. So I was sort of moving away from something as opposed to moving towards something, which in an ideal world, I'd always want to move towards something instead of just moving away from something. But I felt so strongly about the decision that I, um, you know, I just literally operated from moving away from something. And so here I am, I, I successfully moved away from it and I'm like, all right, well, what am I going to do? And I was, I was waiting for sort of the proverbial tap on the shoulder of like, you know, how I'm going to like really change the world in a really significant way. Right. Like I was waiting to get somehow inspired and called to, you know, cure cancer or something on like that, you know, level. Um, and, you know, of course, those kind of taps, I don't, think they, I, don't, I don't think they really come in the way that I was hoping that they were going to come. And so I'm just sitting here, you know, doing the earnout on the sale. And um, uh, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just try and invest in some real estate, you know, to pass the time while I figure out what I really want to do. And, um, and so I just, I just jumped into it. And again, I was probably as stupid about real estate investing as I was about business opening a business when I started my business, but I was willing to put the reps in and I was willing to put some dollars behind it. And I think, I think that, um, I think that being willing to take action, you know, and, and, and really be committed to a positive outcome, I think good things happen. So that's been my experience. This episode is brought to you by Dapper Guru. Dapper Guru are men products that help you look good while conquering the world. Let's face it, gentlemen, we should not be using our wife's soaps and oils and such. We should smell like men and use products developed specifically for men. My friend at Dapper Guru, Robert, created these products. He tests these products. He is the real deal. 
This is a veteran owned, veteran supported company. And the cool thing is, is if you go to that webpage and put in the code brotherhood, you will get 10% off all of your purchases. I use the products. My son uses the products. Josh uses the products. You should be using the products. That's Dapper Guru. Check out the link in the podcast notes. Go place an order, place a small order, check it out. Uh, and you will know why we use these products. It's in, um, the market in a good time it was, uh, you know, market was rising. And so that was, a, that definitely helped a lot. And what I found was I liked real estate investing a lot. I liked, I liked buying old properties and originally old properties was, were just kind of junk houses. Um, so I was buying junk houses. I was fixing them up and I was selling them. It was just, it was just straight up, you know, was a home, home network or whatever, you know, the house remodel adventures buy, you know, improve and, and sell just flipping houses. Um, and, uh, ended up moving from that to apartments and small commercial buildings because I was finding I was very tied to the house. Mm-hmm. So I had the vision for the house and now I got to go sit there with all the contractors and show them, okay, you know, this is exact. Whereas with apartments, you just sort of say, Hey, I want you to paint it this color. And, you know, here's the finishes and the fixtures and just kind of do a hundred of those and we'll be done. Um, so anyway, fast forward and, you know, here I am, you know, roughly 10 years later and still really enjoying it a lot. And, um, you know, it's also part of what accidentally got me into the fitness business because I never thought I was going to open a gym. Yeah. Um, I just opened the gym to satisfy my own need. And I happened to have a piece of property that I could throw a gym into. And so it was kind of cool to just turn this this old mechanic shop into a new mechanics gym, if you get well, that's that joke. That's really cool. I love yeah. it. I love it. You said something that uh, I wrote down. I wrote down a quote that I hear all the time. And there's a part of me that agrees with it. But when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, I tend to disagree. And the quote is, um, failing to plan is planning to fail. And I've done the same thing. Like a business, I I started a business. And what is the first thing I do, do? I spend all my time and energy trying to come up with the perfect logo. I mean, that's been the start of every business I've ever done. It's like, all I care about is the logo and the business card. And everything comes after it. Did I have a plan? Not really. Was it not the best, the best way to do it? No. Did I get where I wanted to go? And was I successful in it? Yeah. And you talked about, you know, moving from your consulting, your consulting without a plan. And you talked about, you know, starting these things without a plan. And I want to talk about that because I've had even guys from the brotherhood group reach out and like, I need a logo. Someone need help. I need help logo because I want to do this business, but they're, they're, they're frozen because they, they believe that that you have to plan, everything has to be perfectly laid out. And I don't know that business runs that way. I, I've mm-hmm. yet to meet somebody who had a perfect business plan and everything went as, as, uh, as scheduled as it should. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, I think you raise a really good point that, you know, we can get so stuck in the planning stage that it can become counterproductive. I think, I think my experience has been that it wasn't no plan at all. It was just a plan that in retrospect, knowing everything I knew, you know, multiple years later, I would have planned it differently, but I had no, 
I, I did not know how to better plan than what I did. So for example, when I sold the consulting business and I was trying to figure out what to do next, I did not have a plan of a specific business that I wanted to open. I did have a plan of within, you know, X number of years, I want to, I, I, need, I need to have something going. I need to work backwards from that. I need to think about how to get there. Um, you know, sitting in a vacuum, trying to materialize an idea is probably not the best way to make good on that plan. So let me see what other approaches I can do. And mm. for me, an approach was just trying something that I'd heard other had success with. And I thought that would take me to, uh, it would take me to something that was productive, which with no way to possibly predict it, it kind of did because it got me into fitness business, which I get a lot of satisfaction out of, uh, but that, you know, I didn't plan again, the fitness business. I just planned to get into a business that generated a lot of meaning for me and satisfied certain goals and added value. And then a successful step for me was just doing something that got me a little closer. And that's kind of what my point was is yep. a lot of guys will sit and be like, I am miserable what I'm doing now, whether it's working for someone else or working for yourself, but it's not something you dreamed of, you know, and we, we so often hang our hat on a passion and sometimes that, that passion isn't clear. Like, or, you know, you got into, you had your life changed by fitness and it wasn't a plan, but you were, uh, you were leveraged to be able to do it, which is, which is really cool. And, and a lot of times my message to guys like, stop thinking about it and get a mentor or a coach and just go, like, just, yep. just go. And, um, you know, that can save you a lot of trouble as well as, is, is 100%. use somebody who's been through it, who can coach you through it and be willing to pay the money. Cause it's totally worth it. Um, so you mentioned, um, I would, I want to turn around back a little bit. You, um, you named your gym mechanics because you took over a mechanic gym. I mean, a mechanic, uh, business, the building, is that right? Yeah, it was, you know, the original name of the gym was muscle up. I actually have a logo <laughs> sitting somewhere and the, the original name of the gym was muscle up. And, um, and so in retrospect, that was not a great, a great <laughs> name. I'm glad we didn't go that route. Um, you know, the, the, the idea behind mechanics was it was a mechanic shop. So, you know, it sounded very clever to just repurpose that word and spell it a little differently, but then also around body mechanics, you know, the, the, the gym started as, as a pure calisthenics gym. And I think one thing that's amazing about calisthenics is just understanding your body, body awareness, body control. And when you have all those things, good things happen. So the thought process was it's also body mechanics. Um, that's how the name got started. It's really cool. And I appreciate it's, that. It's a cool story. It, um, and I, it, it ties so well. I mean, the me mechanics of your body as well as the, the origins of the building. Um, so let's talk, uh, go back again to, the, to just success. For guys who are sitting here listening and man, I would love to be doing real estate and I would love to be doing, you know, be able to have something I get a vision of and start the business and they feel stuck, what advice would you give for them? Maybe they feel stuck. They're working 60 hours a week for somebody else and they're barely making it work. I, 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 I do believe that everybody's kind of has a dream, but not everyone's cut out to be a business owner, but I also yep. really, really try and encourage people. Like if it's an itch, you might need to scratch it. What would your yep. advice be to someone who's kind of got that itch? I mean, the simple advice is, just go do it. I mean, it literally, you, you, you can be listening right now and literally just make the decision to flip from 
I can't do it to I, I can. Now, it's obviously that that moment is harder to manufacture, but but this could be the moment right now if you're listening to it where you decide to, to say, I'm going to go do it. Um, things that have been really powerful for me, um, I, I invested some time in um, creating a 10-year vision. And I, and I and anyone wants to reach out to me, I'd be more than happy to share how I did it. It's not, it, it's time consuming, but the process is not that hard. And the whole idea is mapping out and writing in great detail, a perfect day, 10 years in the future. So like I write down what I smell, what I eat, who I'm with, what I'm doing, et cetera. Um, but I think that vision creates a lot of clarity. Um, I think it creates a lot of clarity on like where you're trying to get to. Um, and, and I think that's important. Otherwise, you, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you're just, I mean, you're just kind of meandering. I think, I think the other thing, and I mean, so many people have said this before me, but I think the people that you spend time around are just so important. You know, it's when, when everybody that you're talking to all day long is, is, you know, several steps ahead of where you want to be on the path that you want to be on. And by the way, that vision helps you understand like what that path is because you know where you are and where you're going. When you're just talking to the people that are doing that, you just can't help but just be thinking about like, how do I level up? Um, and it's confidence building. It's inspiring. Um, if, you're, if you're with a, a good network of people, they're going to want to help you. Like if you're genuinely interested and you have a question, they're going to want to help you, right? Yep. And so those things to me are going to generate results and and it's and then the the missing ingredient is just the desire the desire and then the, and then the work ethic behind the desire to just put the reps in because there's just no there's no shortcut you know there's four hour work weeks and three hour work weeks and this that and the other and whatever that you can optimize to and that's all great but if you're in a point where you're like stuck there's no substitute for just heads down, put in the work, make it your priority, cut out all the other crap, just get it done. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And this is such an important topic to talk about. Um, I wish we had more time to talk about it because like even this week alone, I've talked to four different men. I think they're all in their thirties who are in the midst of switching careers. They're selling a business and figuring out what they're going to do next. It's Four different men in one week is pretty significant because I think this is a normal thing. I think it's a very, very normal thing. And um, I actually know of these because they reach out to me and said, I, I need to come to your event because I need to be around other people who are obtaining what I'm wanting to obtain. And I'm like, that, that's the ticket, right? I mean, you said it, be around yeah. or surround yourself with those people. So that's really, really cool. Justin, thank you so much, brother. Really cool story. I, um, it's, it's actually pretty inspiring for me to, to kind of hear your process and talk because I think a lot of men need to hear that it's not a linear path. There's going to yeah. be things you do that are like, well, why did I waste time doing that? But really the, the idea is to see that as the stepping stone for the thing you're moving forward and not get discouraged. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Yeah, my pleasure. I know we didn't even touch on all the stupid mistakes that I made along the way. Because you're right, it's not a linear path. I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't throw out that I would, I would love to have your group come and we'll do an event at the, the pool. We'll do some cool pool training. 
a lot of mental and physical benefits. And like you said, the camaraderie and just leveling up around people that um, are trying to do great things. So I would love to make that happen. It's, uh, I'm speaking it into existence. I'm, I, you know, I, the manifestation thing, I've been talking to men about it. Oh, this is one of the things I'm doing. So I was kind of <laughs> hoping you would fall in line because if it's not you, I'm going to find someone else. And, <laughs> but I'm like, I've already connected with Justin. He's in Houston, which is easy to travel to. I'm like, this is so ideal. So I'm, we're going to take you up on that. You and I will be in, in touch because it just makes sense. And just having like a little mini getaway, you know, a couple days and just hammering it and and or even a day i don't even care it's just whatever you tell me we need to do we're gonna do it so i appreciate that brother thanks again thank you hey everybody make sure you share this podcast because i think a lot of guys need to hear justin's story they need to hear the benefits of fire and ice and and um, calisthenics and just going after your dreams and setting it out goals for yourself and if you're in the houston area go check out mechanics gym because I think if I were there, I definitely would be stepping my toes in that, that water, if you will. So um, do us all a favor, drive by, visit Justin's gyms, and uh, subscribe to the podcast, share it, do the things that really benefit everybody. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.